Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. Excited to see you guys here today. Now, next, next week is next year. A minute ago by fast. But here, here's something I want to just let you guys know. So our mission here is we want to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. And one of those main things is this. You don't, you're not just here to wait until you die. Okay? God gave you gifts and talents. We want to help you to know what they are and how to use them to build the kingdom of God. And one of the main ways that we do that is a class that happens every month. And so it's going to start again next Sunday. It's a four-week class. It meets during service in the room right behind me. So you'll come in, you come for two songs, and then Xavier says, growth track is dismissed. And you're like, what is that? That's you. You don't have to sign up for the class. You just show up. And when Xavier says growth track, you head out, and you're going to spend four weeks figuring out who God made you to be, how to be set free from the things of your past, figure out your gifts and talents, and how to use them to build the kingdom of God. And so I encourage every single person to go through that. If you haven't done it, maybe you've been at Life West for a year and a half, maybe this is your first time here, I encourage everybody to go through that. And it's starting again next week. It's a great time to get in. And you're like, well, you know, I'll be here this week, but I know I'm going to miss a Sunday. Get in there anyways. It'll happen again the next month, and you can jump back in on that week that you missed and, and, and fill in some gaps. But get in that. We want to see you're not waiting around to die. You're not doing that. Jesus, Jesus just put gifts and talents in you, and let's use them to build the kingdom to have some fun along with the body of Christ. All right. With that, the next thing we're doing is we're going to start the year next year as a church doing something that we call seek, where we spend, take 21 days at the beginning of the year and just seek after God with prayer and fasting. And I'm inviting you guys to do that with us. So next Sunday we're going to come and then we're going to start that Monday, which is the third, with 21 days of fasting and prayer. And maybe that's kind of new to you. Maybe it's a little bit different. But it's not new in the Bible. It's all over in the Bible. Moses fasted in Exodus 34, 28. He fasted for 40 days. And then after that, God gave him the Ten Commandments. The prophet Joel fasted. We find that in Joel 1, where he doesn't just fast himself, but in verse 14 says, announce a time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn meeting. He says, this isn't just me, but this is going to be a corporate thing that we're going to do. Ezra does something similar. Ezra 8, 21. They get, all get together and says, give the orders for all of us to fast and to humble ourselves before the Lord. That it wasn't just an individual thing, but like, we're going to do this together. We're going to do this together. Daniel fasted. Daniel chapter 9. I turned to the Lord and pleaded with him with prayer and fasting. Maybe you're familiar with that one. That was a little bit different fast. Daniel fasted, and he didn't just do like a day of no food, which is a typical fast. Fasting is typically for food. Many people use uh, different things at the same time. They're like, I need to fast food, but I also need to fast like my phone, or I need to fast social media. There's some other things I need to just get out of the way. But what Daniel did is he says, I allowed no pleasant food. And there's different takes on what his menu actually was. He's like, I, I just don't want to do anything pleasant. And we were talking about uh, 
the, the Daniel fast and some of the menu things with, with, with Joel and Trina uh, not too long ago. And Trina's like, we, we did the Daniel fast one year, but she's like, but, and I don't know if you know this, but Joel and Trina are like the, the, the biggest foodie foodies I've ever met. But they don't just like, like good food, they like to make good food. Like that's their thing is they're like, that was really good. I bet I could make that better. And then they write it down and they make it better. It's amazing, amazing. And, and so Trina's like, well, what we ended up doing, she just said, I realized a ways into our, our Daniel fast that we were going to do for 21 days, which is denying ourselves no pleasant food. And she goes, is the stuff that we were making was really good. So we just had to change it up and be like, well, that's kind of defeating the purpose because we love that too. So let's, let's just change this a little bit. And there's, there's different ways that you can do this, and we're going to unpack that a little bit more. But Daniel's was distinctly different. It was distinctly different. He did it for 21 days, and, and it wasn't that he didn't eat anything, but he denied himself pleasant food. In Luke, in Luke chapter 2, the prophetess Anna, it says, was fasting, that she was a widow, and that she worshiped God with fasting and prayer. This is just what she did. And then Jesus we know, was led into the wilderness, fasted for 40 days in Matthew. He fasted for 40 days, and after that, was, and he was tempted. So fasting is all through the Bible. But don't just think, well, that's good for them. Like, yay, woohoo! sidelines, cheer you on, way to go. Because it's also for you, and it's for me. Matthew 9, 14. One day, the disciples of John the Baptist, they come to Jesus, and they ask him, why don't your disciples fast. We do, the Pharisees do, what's going on here? They're like, this is really confusing because they're watching Jesus. They're watching what's going on. And he says this, verse 15, Jesus replied, do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken. He's talking about himself. The groom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. In Matthew 6, 16, it's read in your Bibles. Jesus says this. He says, and when you fast, it says when. It doesn't say if. It's when. It's like, okay, when you fast, like when I tell my kids, when your room is clean, then. It's not, okay, this isn't a if this is going to happen. No, 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 no. This is a when. This is something you're going to do. He says, when you fast. Don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they look they try to look miserable and disheveled. So people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth. That is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair, wash your face, then no one will notice that you are fasting except your Father in heaven who knows what you do in private and your Father who sees everything will reward you. Now something's come out of this that's a little bit off. We read this and, and, and we know that Jesus says, hey, the hypocrites, they wanted people to know that they were fasting. And so some people have gone a little bit to an extreme, and what they do is they do this. They say, when I fast, I don't tell anybody, and I don't want anybody to know. And so it's kind of awkward when they're standing and they're like the, the, at the meal, and they're not eating, and somebody offered them to pay, and now they're doing it like, hey, aren't you going to eat? No, I'm not. Well, do you not like the food here? We picked the restaurant. No, I'm not eating. And, and they don't want to tell anybody. But understand this, that's not what it's saying. What it's saying is that the, that the hypocrites, that these Pharisees, what they were doing is they were fasting so that people would notice. It's not that I'm fasting and I'm telling you because 
we're going to be together around eating time, and you're going to be eating, and I'm not. And you know, it's a company thing, but I'm not going to be eating. This is a little bit different. I'm going to be sitting there, and I'm just going to be having water, or I'm having juice, and this is going to look different. No, the Pharisees, that was the reason they did it. They did it so that people would know, hey, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. I look disheveled. I look like this. Why? Because I'm, I'm fasting. And they're like, oh, 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 yeah. I'm a little lightheaded. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's been days. And you're like, all right, okay, good to know. That was their reason. And that's not to be our reason. But if I've got something that I know is coming up, like I can look at my calendar, I'm going to be doing this for 21 days, and I'm going to be having some lunches, and there's some things that I'm like, you might already have planned. And you're like, well, what do I do? Can I tell them? Can I not tell them? Do I need to change it? Well, you pray, and you ask God what your fasting should look like. But maybe you do need to say, hey, I'm going to skip out on this, or I'd love to be at this meeting. It's going to look a little bit different for me because, you know, my church and I, we're fasting. We're seeking God for 21 days, and, and so my diet's going to be a little bit different there in this time. It's okay to tell somebody, but don't make that the reason you're doing this. This is not the, all right, Facebook, here I come. Hello, everybody. I want you all to know I'm about to fast. <laughs> just so you know I'm doing this. Just, I just want you to know. No, that's not why we do it. That's not why we are meant to do this at all. That's really what he was talking about here. And then he goes on and he says this, then, as verse 18, then no one will notice what you're fasting except your father who's in heaven, who knows what you're doing in private, and your father who sees everything will reward you. Now, there's something that for some reason has crept into to so many different areas, and it's also Christian, and it's this. It's that we need to be this super, super, that it's spiritual to do things without wanting a reward. That when you give, you shouldn't think about the fact that the Bible says, given it will be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Like, like don't think about that. But yet, then why does God say it? That's like me telling you, don't think about elephants. Don't do it. Don't think about their big flappy ears. Don't think about their trunks. Don't think about the noise that they make. The I can't do that noise without moving my arm. Like, I, I literally can't. But don't think about any of that. What do you think about that whole time? You're thinking about elephants. Because I told you. And let me say, over and over what we see in God's word is he says, look what happens when you give. I am a rewarder. Given it will be given. And what he says right here when it comes to fasting is he says this, and your father who sees everything will reward you. When I fast, I look for a reward. It's like, okay, God. And here's the deal. I don't know what it's going to be. And I can't tell you, hey, look for this. This is how you know your, your fast was successful. I can't do that. Daniel fasted because he needed some revelation. He needed something from God. It took 21 days and then an angel appears to him, and he gets it. That was his reward. It's different for each one of us. It's not going to be the same. We see over and over that they fasts were called to repent and turn back to God and be like, God, we're showing that we rely on you. There's different rewards that are going to come for it. So I can't tell you, hey, look for this. But here's what I am going to say. You need to be looking. And God's word says that he's going to reward you. And if he says it, I'm excited for it. When I tell my kids, hey, I've got a reward when you get this done, I want them to be like, hey, what was it? 
I get excited about that. At Christmas time, I get excited. I, we, the focus is on God, absolutely, Him sending His Son, but guess what? I also spent money on some gifts that I'm excited to give, and I'm excited for them. So I try to build it up. I may, we, we, we have fun with it. We put lots of presents under the tree, and they're all there, and so instead of putting names on them this year, I put numbers, and they're all like, who's what, 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 who's what, what number's what? Who's this? Who's that one? There's one, one gift was really big and long. It was a fishing pole. Nobody knew what it was. This big old thing in a box. And they're all like, who's, who's number two? Who's number two, Dad? Because that was, that was number two. And, and then the little kids, they're all in there. They're shaking them. And they're like, Legos, I hope I'm number four. I hope I'm number four. I hope I'm, and they're, they're having fun with, I hope that they know that I love them. I hope they know that. I'm excited for that. And here's the deal. God says, look, I have a reward for you when you do this. He says, do it for me. Watch out. The reward you're looking for, he says, I have it. So here's fasting. Fasting, a typical fast is this. is It's 24 hours that you say, I'm not going to eat food. I'm going to seek after God. I'm going to deny my body something it needs for something it needs more. And I'm going to feed it spiritually instead. I'm going to feed it spiritually instead. We we, we know our bodies want certain things. But we say, you know what, I'm going to to abstain from food for a while. And again, I'm asking you to this week to pray and say, God, what should my 21 days look like? And maybe he says, and you look at your calendar, you say, there's some things I've got planned, and maybe what you do is you say, I'm going to start off with a, a, a complete fast for 24 hours, and I'm just going to drink water, and now let me just say, not, just, not eating food, just not eating is a bad diet, like that's all that is, but what you're wanting to do is you say, okay, instead, I'm going to seek after you, God, I'm going to spend that time I would be eating, not only am I telling my body no, but I'm going to spend some time just in your word. I'm going to spend some time praying that I normally would. Normally, I'd be sitting at a restaurant, or I'd be, I'd be sitting down preparing a meal, and then eating it, and then cleaning that back up, and then you've got family you still have to clean, and you have to do that part, but like, the eating part might be missing. You're like, God, I'm going to seek after you during that time. I'm going to go. I'm going to close the door by myself. I'm going to step out of the car. I'm going to do what I need to do, and I'm just, I'm just going to seek after you. And it's putting him versus feeding, feeding that spirit man on the inside of us. But you pray about what that's going to look like for you. Maybe, maybe it's a 24-hour, maybe it's a, 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 a two-day or a three-day fast, and then you switch to something different. You're like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast food, but maybe you say there's some other things that are, are polluting my life that I'm going to fast as well, that I'm going to get out of here. I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to be on social media. I'm, I'm going to get off that. You know, they say that the average smartphone user is on their phone for five hours a day. Maybe you're like, God, I'm going to give you some of that time. Instead of feeding my flesh that, not only am I going to do some food, but I'm just going to get rid of some of these other things that my flesh is feeding off of as well. But really, take some time this week and pray about what it should look like for you. Take some time and pray about it. But here's something that faith does, is faith is an opportunity Fasting is an opportunity for us to put our faith in action. It's an opportunity for us to do something, to do something. Beck and I are married. We've been married almost 16 years, August, almost 17 or is it 16? 
She's not sure, so that makes me happy. It's all good. <laughs> she, did, she, wasn't, she wasn't dead sure, so I'm good. So I think it'll be 17 years in August. Now, what do you think, how do you think our marriage would be going if I said, you know what? I told you I loved you when I married you. If anything changes, I'll let you know. Like, but I'm not saying it again. I'm not showing it again. Like, it's done. Birthdays, anniversaries, I'll forget all of them. It don't matter. I told you once, and I still do. I don't know. I don't think we make this this far. I'll just say it that. If every opportunity I had to show it, I did nothing. And that's, that's really what birthdays and anniversaries are. It's an excuse to spoil and love on somebody. That's what it is. It's like, yeah, I get a reason to do this. The other times there's no, but now it's like, oh, it's a nice little reminder and fun. Oh yeah, we get to. But what if every opportunity I have, I did absolutely nothing? Like I told you once, don't ask me again. I won't even say it. You'd be like, that's weird. You're cold. You're broken. Man, that's awful. She's got it bad. Well, here's the thing. The Bible says faith without works is dead. That's James 2.17. One of the ways that we get to show God and put our faith in action is through fasting. It's saying, God, you're more important than these other things. You are. You're more important than this. It's giving him our best. Saying, God, I'm going to give you this time. There's things I want. I want you more than this food. I'll die without food, but I can go without it, and I'm going to go without it because I want what you have. It speaks so much. It speaks so much. It's putting that faith that we have in God in action because it can be so easy to just say something. That'd be the other option. If I told Becca, I love you. But when she wanted something, I just ignored her. I made my own plans, did my own thing, like whatever, ordered my own food, brought it home, ate it myself, by myself. I told you I love you, but my action said something completely different. She'd be miserable. She'd smack me. I'm sure she would. Like, no way. It's an opportunity for us to really say, I'm going to put some action. God, I love you. You're the most important thing in my life. Now look, I'm going to put some action behind it, and I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something, and here's what I'm going to do. I need food to live, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to eat. Or I need food to live, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a juice fast. Or I'm going I'm to eat only, I'm going to do the Daniel fast, and I'm going to have unpleasant foods. It's going to survive, but God, I want what you have more. And it's an opportunity for us to put our faith and put some action behind it. This is what I'm going to do. And then watch what fasting does. Watch what happens as a result. We have opportunity. We have so many one year, I think it was 10 or 11, but I decided my birthday was coming, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do this year? Because you know what little kids do, right? I mean, especially when you're that age. Like my six-year-old, his birthday is Christmas Eve Eve, and so on his birthday, he's like, I'm six and a half. I'm like, no, you're six. And he's like, what, how many days until my birthday? I'm like, oh my goodness, it's begun. Like, it's the countdown until your birthday, and then on his birthday, he's already like, when's my next birthday? He's like so excited for it, and he wants it, and I, I love it, and 
There's an app for that, just so you know. Is I put a countdown on my kids. They have, a, they have iPads. We home educate them. So they have iPads for school. I'm like, you can't put games on it, but what I will put on it is a countdown until your birthday. So you don't have to ask me anymore. I love that. It is so great. You also have to reset it or it just kind of like counts back. But anyways, that's the only, only it doesn't automatically, the one that we had, the free one, didn't reset. But so one year, I decided to not do the kid thing. I was like 10 or 11. And instead of being like, well, when's my birthday? And can I have this? And what about this? I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm like, I'm going to not say anything about my birthday. For like the month before, the weeks and, and, and days before, and I do not know how, but I did it. So I was like 10 or 11 years old, and my birthday was getting closer and closer. I remember the week before my birthday, I'm like, nobody said anything. I'm like, this is, and I, and I don't know what I was thinking. In my mind, it was like, they're going to realize it and then just be like, wow, you didn't like beg us or like say, oh, I want this. And it was going to be amazing on my birthday. Well, the day before my birthday, still, nobody has said anything. I remember thinking, like, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to make it. Like, this is, this is going to be great. So guess what? I woke up on my birthday, and I walk upstairs, and everything's normal. <laughs> nobody said anything. Nobody did anything. There were no streamers. There were no balloons. And I was like... I wonder if I can make it the whole day. I was like, I wonder if I can make the entire day with nobody knowing that it's my birthday. And that was my first thought. But as the day went on, I was a bit like, nobody noticed. I was like, I can understand dad not knowing. He's dad. But how does mom not know it's my birthday? I was like, really? And I remember we were driving on 196, we're driving down the road, we were in the red Bronco, I was in the back, when I finally was like, hey mom, because I couldn't take it anymore. I was like, mom, what, do you know anything about today? And she's like, what? And I was like, what day is today? And she's like, I don't know. And then I just said, I said, mom, when's my birthday? And she's cruising down the road and she's like, And I go, Mom, when's my birthday? And she's just like, is, is, it to, is it today? Is today your birthday? And I'm like, it is. And she's like, no, it's not. It is not today after she says it is. And so we were arguing about when my birthday was, which I do understand because the year before I got them to think it was the wrong day. But anyways, <laughs> but so I kind of deserved that part, that part. I got it a day early. I did. It was awesome. But anyways, so... <laughs> She's like, no, it's not today. I'm like, it is today. And she's like, no, it's not. I'm like, yeah. She's just like, oh my goodness, you're right. She's like, I'm so sorry. And in my mind, I was like, no, it's, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to get some super awesome gifts. It completely backfired. I think I got like a really nice meal. And dad was like, I can't believe you got us. You got us so good. And that was it. And I was like, dang it. So I do not recommend that, like at all, trying to not let your parents know when your birthday is. I think it is a good idea to be like, hey, it's three weeks away, just so you know. <laughs> but they kind of forgot. No, I know, it's kind of partly my fault. 
But those days are opportunities where we show that we care. Not that we have to, but that we show that we care. I think it's fun to have gifts, especially for Becca, that, that she doesn't know, that she wants, but she doesn't know that she needed it, that she's looked at throughout the year. I've got an app. I use notes on my phone, and if I see her and she's liking something, or every now and then I go on her computer and I see the stuff that she's been looking at, or she was on Instagram and she liked, I screenshot it, and I'm like, ooh, this would be good for Christmas, and sometimes I can let it stay that, I can hold it that long until then. I love it. And I love and I hope what it communicates is I've been thinking of you and I know that you wanted this. Because I had a friend years ago that we were in their house and I remember she mentioned something that she liked. And I remember at this, we, were, we were sitting at their, at their kitchen counter that her, her mom mentioned something that she liked and I remember she, she leaned forward and she looked like this. And she's like, I gotta make sure your dad doesn't hear or it's just gonna show up in the driveway. It was something about a car. And, and my friend, you know, her daughter was like, oh, yeah, that's what dad does. And I remember just thinking, oh, one day I want to do that. I want my wife to be like, I better say this quietly because I really don't want it because somehow your dad always hears and he's just going to go and get it and try to make it happen or move things around or schedule it or build or whatever it is. Fasting is one of the opportunities that we have to show and yeah, we are about to do this as a body, and I'm encouraging you to do this with us, but it's where we put our faith in action in a way that we would not do otherwise. It's a little bit different being it's something that God has called us to and that we get to be a part of, where we deny our bodies and be like, God, you are what I want more. You are what I want more. One of the things that fasting does, we see in 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 15, 22, but Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offering and sacrifice or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. Now Samuel, Samuel had actually made a sacrifice that he wasn't supposed to. Not without Samuel being, the prophet Samuel being there. And the prophet Samuel shows up and is like, don't try to just go through the motions of what you think God wants and, and burning this animal and this sacrifice. What he wants is your obedience. That's what he wants. But when it comes to fasting, the number one reason that we fast is because God tells us to. He's like, it's obedience to what he says to do. It's obedience to what he says to do. And understand this, that God's blessing is not on what we ask him to bless. You can ask him to bless whatever you want. You can ask him to be a part of it. But here's where it is. God's blessing is on his way. God's blessing is on his way, and we do things his way. Well, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't need to make sense to you and I. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. One of the ways that we trust God the most is when it disagrees with what we know. And you're like, well, it doesn't make sense that I just wouldn't eat for a while. Like, what's the big deal? Maybe for you, you're like, I skip meals all the time. I was like, I just do it. I forget to eat. I've never had that problem. Like, I, I remember to eat. Either I'm working or I'm eating. Like, that, that sounds good to me. Like, that's great. Maybe for you, you're like, well, I can forget to eat. That's not that big of a deal. But God says, watch what happens. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. We don't have to understand all of it. 
but we just say, God, I'm going to do this because you've called me to, I will do it. So I encourage you, in one way or another, pray this week about what, what those 21 days are going to look like. Seek after God and be like, God, what do you want that to look like for me? And commit to it. Commit to doing this with us, doing this together, starting next Monday. Commit to it. So maybe for you, as you're like, okay, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to fast, and maybe you start with a full, or you say, I'm just going to do a Daniel fast, no unpleasant foods through this. And, and again, typically a fast has to do with food, but I do encourage you that if, if God speaks to your heart about some other things that you're filling up on to get rid of it, to get rid of it whether that be some social media, maybe what you've been watching or what you're listening to. Again, time on your phone, what it is that you're like, God, I'm going to give that to you. And then instead, you really just seek after God in a different way. Seek after him in a different way. Pray about it and prepare for it. And here's what I mean by prepare. If, if you're a coffee drinker or, or you're like, like Tom who drinks a two liter of Mountain Dew every day, like whatever it might be, if you're like, my body's used to getting this caffeine, start weaning yourself off. I know many people that when they go to get off like caffeine, it's, it's rough. It's like flu-like symptoms, and if you're going to be fasting, get that done this week so that next week you don't, you're not dealing with your hunger and that. Um, yeah, yeah, don't, like, like, Commit to it. Be like, okay, I'm planning. I'm looking ahead. And if you look at your schedule and you're like, you know, how am I supposed to do this? I've got these meetings and these things in here. Then maybe the fast looks a little bit different for you. You're like, I'm going to do this for five days and then I'm going to do this. I'm going to pick it back up and I'm going to fast again because you already have some things scheduled in here that you cannot change. Maybe there's some stuff that you can change. You're like, I'll go ahead and do it. But here's what I ask you. It's going to look different for all of us, but pray. And what God leads you to do, do that. Well, God leads you to do, do that. And if you happen to blow the fast and you go through that Burger King drive through and get that Whopper, <clears throat> when you're done, oh, don't bring it with that. But anyways, just, just get right back on the wagon. Be like, okay, shouldn't have done it. Here I go. This isn't like you're going to hell because you missed this condemnation, but this is a God I want to honor you and I'm going to seek after you with all that I have. Don't miss it. Commit to it. Commit to doing this with us. Pray about what it can look like. Pray about that this week so that we do. Here's one of the things. One of the things that the Bible does tell us that fasting does do, Proverbs 10 says this. Actually, excuse me, I'm going to just jump to Psalms 35, and it says this. Yet, when they were ill, I put on sackcloth, and I humbled myself through fasting. Psalm 69.10 says, when I wept and humbled my soul through fasting. Ezra, we already read it in Ezra 8.21, where they called a fast so that we might humble ourselves before the Lord. Fasting is one of the ways that we humble ourselves before God. And why is that such a big deal? Because James says this, in James 4.10 it says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. Proverbs 29, 23 says, a man's pride brings him low, but a humble spirit obtains honor. One of the ways that we humble ourselves is through fasting. My kids got some Legos for Christmas. And so they get the Legos, and, and it's really fun, especially watching Bo, because he knows what to do. He just turned six, but he gets Legos, and we're like, okay, you guys can put them together. And so he goes over into the kitchen, gets into the cupboard, and pulls out a cookie sheet 
one with a little, like, the sides on it. And he takes the cookie sheet, and he goes to the living room, and he puts it over there, and then he opens up his Lego box, and he finds bag number one, and he puts bag number one there, and he gets the instructions out, and he's like, Dad, I need some help. Because he knows when he goes to open the bags, like, if he opens them, it's like, and Legos go flying everywhere, never to be found again in our house. Like, they're gone. So he's like, Dad, will you help me open the bag? And so I open the bag, and all the pieces are in there, and then he's just lost, like putting everything together, and he just goes. But every now and then, what I hear is a, Dad, can you help? And so I run in, and I'm like, what, what do you need? And usually, he can't find a piece. And he's like, there's a piece missing, which it's always like, it didn't come with a piece, Dad. And I'm like, I bet it's here somewhere. Hold on. And we go over to the bag, and it's like in the bottom of the bag. Like, there it is, and it's fine. But every now and then, what it is, is he messed up a step like four or five steps ago that didn't impact anything until now. And I'm like, okay, do you want my help? He's like, yeah. I'm like, we got to take this apart. And he's like, no, 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 don't do that. I'm like, well, if, 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 then keep going. <laughs> like, like, go right ahead. And he's like, I, I can't. And I'm like, that's because you need to take it apart because you messed a step back here. But he's like, no, I don't want to. And sometimes it's really, really far back that we have to go to find the step that he missed so we can put the piece in. But it's funny how he asks for my help but doesn't really want my help when I come to give it. He wants me to give, he wants me to help him the way that he wants me to help him, which is just put the piece where it should all be. But I gotta undo some things. But what he has to do is he has to humble himself and be like, okay, you can undo it, you can fix it. One of the ways that we humble ourselves before God is through fasting. Over and over, Scripture says it. Over and over. We humble ourselves through fasting. We say, God, I need you. You're what I need. You want to know who I love to help? I love to help my kids where they're like, yeah, help me with this. What is it? And it's rare. We were rock climbing a couple weeks ago. And I'm over in the other room, and Molly, Molly's 13, and she runs up to me, and she's like, Dad, can you help me? And she just asked for help, and I was just like, yeah, ab absolutely. So we go over to the bouldering section over here, and she's like, I'm trying to climb this, this white route. She goes, but I can't. What do I need to do? And she asked for my help in different areas, and we help with school, and we do all this stuff. But I remember just sitting there thinking, this is pretty big. Like, I love this, that she knows that I, 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 she thinks I can do this. She thinks I can help, and she wants my help. And so we worked out this, this bouldering problem together, and I'm like, I try that. And then she gets up there, and she's like, I, I videotaped her. So she goes up to do it, and she does it. She puts it all together, and she makes the route that she couldn't do before. And she jumps back down, and she's like, awesome. She goes, can I see the phone? I want to go show mom. And so she takes the phone, and she runs off. The thing that I loved about that is that she didn't have the, I can do it myself. I'll figure it out attitude. Really, she humbled herself and was like, can you help me? I can't figure this out. And then she gets the result she wants and she loves it and she's like, I gotta go show mom I finally got that one. I believe that that's what God's heart is for us and that when we humble ourselves, he is our heavenly father and it's us reaching out for his help. And she's like, dad, I need you. 
I've got this thing I can't figure out. I've got this move I've been trying to do, and I'm, I'm, I'm just not there. I need you. Will you help me with this? And we can do it with words. And so many of us, we do that so often. But one of the ways that we're told that we humble ourselves, and then we're told what the result of humbling ourselves will be, which is humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up with honor. One of those ways is fasting. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say, join us next week. Join us. Take this time this week to pray and to ask God, what, it, what should this look like for me? Look at your calendars. Commit to it. Decide what it's going to be. And I know it can be awkward and hard, especially if you're the one that prepares the meals and you've got to smell the delicious food and then not eat it. And then talk to your kids about what it might look like for them and, and you advise them on what it should be. And if you've got health conditions that you're like, that need to be taken into account, then take those into account. Please do. But you pray, you ask God what it can look like. And let's humble ourselves before our Heavenly Father. Let's say, God, I need your help. He says, watch what I'm gonna do. And we're gonna go into this next year doing something that maybe you've never done before. But what we're going to do is we're going to go and we're going to seek God first. And say, God, we want you to be first in every area of our life. And then watch what he does in us and through us. So as we start this new year, it's the best year we've ever had, spiritually. That's my prayer for every one of you, is that spiritually, you, you take more ground, you grow closer, you hear God better, and you move farther spiritually. You have a greater impact spiritually than you ever have before. Let's start it together with fasting. But if you're here and you don't know Jesus, that's the first place to start. And every week we do this because I never want to assume that just because you're here, you know where your heart is with God. Because here's the deal. You might come back next week. You might not. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. None of us are. I pray you do come back. I pray the long life you live. But here's the deal. You might not. And what I never want to do is have somebody leave wishing, thinking, man, I'd love a relationship with God, but I don't even, how, what do I do? Let me just answer that question. Because the number one need that anybody and every one of us has is a relationship with God. It's to be forgiven and set free. That's the biggest need that we have. So if you're here and you don't know where you stand with God, the Bible tells us how we can be made right. It's not by doing a bunch of good things. That'd be easy. It's not by our own works in any way, shape, or form. We could never do it. So Jesus sent his son to pay a price we couldn't pay so that we could be free. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus died on the cross and rose again, that we'll be saved. You can know. So if you'd like to know, everybody in here, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Here's what I'd ask. If you say, today's the day I want to know where I stand with God. In this room, or if you're watching right now, if you're listening to this, this is for you as well. If today I want to know, I want to leave here knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt where I stand with Him. I'd love to pray with you right where you are and we say amen. You can know beyond a shadow of a doubt where you stand with Him and begin to walk out a relationship with Him. If that's you, at the count of three, I want you to lift your hand. You lift it up high, and you're saying to me, and you're saying to God, God, I need what you have. 
as a sign of faith, if that's you, lift your hand. Get ready. One, two, three. Right now, shoot it up high, not halfway. Thank you. And you say, God, I'm yours. I want what you have for me. Okay, hands down. Let's all say this out loud. With those that lifted their hands, we're going to pray together. If you're listening, you're watching, you pray out loud too. Join us together. Let's all say this. Say, Jesus, forgive me and make me new. Thank you for shedding your blood so I could be free. From now on, I'm going to live for you. With all that I am, I'm yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.